MotorCityGaming.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino 9, and Jazzy Fiddle. GameZilla. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, co-host, Jazzy Fiddle. You are rude as shit to me. Thank you. Let's not forget our lovely producers, Deadite Knight and Cable2KX. What up, dude? <laughs> Evil laugh. <laughs> Evil laugh. Say out loud in parentheses. <laughs> Welcome to episode 159 of the GameZilla Podcast. I'm just gonna start right with it. You know what? Like we're not. I'm not even gonna ask you how you are. I'm just gonna start with arms, arms. That's right. We're gonna take this whole episode and talk about the test punch. Yeah, I, I had you all confused. I gave you guys news articles and everything, thinking we were gonna have a real show. We're gonna talk about arms the entire show. I knew in my heart of hearts that that's what yeah. we were doing. We're not going to do that, but we are gonna talk about arms and the test punch that happened last weekend because we all tried it. And I'm just going to go around the room and ask you, uh, how did it go? Uh, what were your, what's your feelings, and how quickly did you pre-order it after that test punch? I will start by saying I did not try it. I did not do the test punch because I hate this game from when I played it the first. Cool for like the first four seconds you play it, and then I was completely over it. Just and say you hate the game. I just hate the game. Okay. I hate it. Let me tell you one thing, and you're never going to hear this out of me ever again. Jazzy? You're the smartest man at this table. <laughs> so, but only on this topic. So only on this topic. It's so dumb. Moving on to Deadite. I I was just floored. Absolutely. I was tickled at the the quality of gameplay, the depth, the, the precision of the motion controls, the, the variety in the roster, the fun that it was changing out the arms. How good! I love. I love just how fluid the matchmaking was online, and all the different modes, and the volleyball. Let's talk about how good the volleyball was. It was just magic. Unfortunately, I don't believe in magic, and it was trash. <laughs> <laughs> like this trailer that we're watching right now, oh, too. And it's rough because I really, I honestly, not not like in a trolley way. I really thought Arms was gonna be better than we all thought it was. I really did. Even after you guys like, we played it at, you know, at PAX. I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's probably actually going to be pretty fun. And then I played it, and I was like, ooh, the motion controls are terrible. Like, it's terrible to play it in that way. Once I got a pro controller in my hand, I was having a little more fun, but the modes, the matchmaking, all the stuff I was just joking about being awesome were terrible. I have to give a shout-out to my boy, The Mummy. I was I was putting in some work with The Mummy. I was actually having a little fun once I once I got into that. I was but, all Team Min Min. min. For sure. Oh, yeah. Min Min, yeah. 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 Noodle arms. Noodle arms. You got ramen noodles. Why not? You know I like to keep it spooky, though. So I played uh, one hour of the test punch. I didn't even complete the hour because I played this in January at PAX South, and I just I wasn't impressed. But at least this time I got to try it with a pro controller. And and like like we've you know talked about is that it was better with the pro controller. The problem with the game is that it's just like for $60, I'm just kind of like, I would rather buy three $20 games on the eShop that are, you know, little indie games here and there because that was more appealing to me 
than uh, than this game. And this game, let's talk about how cheap this game is. Like I've pinned like not computers, actual people. I just pinned them in a corner, and just just by just timing it right, where I go, okay, punch, 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 and they couldn't get out of the corner. And there was nothing they could do. And then they'd try to grab me, and I'd just sidestep them and punch. And then my arm would go like super mode, like not even real like super mode, but my arm would power up a little bit, and I'd just destroy them, and then just finish it off by just hitting both triggers, and there was nothing they could do. I mean, it was like I got bored because I found that like issue with the game and just destroyed people with it. And then yeah, vol- <laughs> volleyball or what did they call it? V ball, I think. It wasn't even <laughs> it wasn't even volleyball. It was V ball or something like that. I <laughs> that it is the worst volleyball game I've ever played. Disc Jam is better than this game. One, you've never played Disc Jam. So do not sully the good Disc Jam is better than Arms. Do you should take it as a compliment. No, do not sully the good name of Disc Jam by comparing it to this hot pile of diarrhea. That is arms. I've played through the tutorial of this jam. You didn't even finish the tutorial. I, I've played through most of the tutorial, <laughs> and I can tell you, I would rather play the horrible tutorial of this jam over and over again than play arms. Yeah, it's just not fun. And and if that's what if that's the foot they're leading with to sell their game in le- in a month less than a month here, half a month, what? Yeah, a couple weeks. Um, you, you didn't you failed. The matchmaking was a disaster. Most of the modes were disasters. One-on-one was semi-fun, but it was—it just felt like hollow. It felt like there was something missing. It didn't feel like a finished game to me. When when you're in the, th- the three-player match, you know, the three-way dance, whatever you want to call it, it was literally every time I played just two people beating the hell out of one. It was like whoever you were facing first, it was like, Okay, well, let's just both face this way and just whoop the hell out of that guy. And then whoever gets the final punch off wins. Yeah, it was. I think one reason was because when you would change targets, it was like auto target locking. So you'd have to like to move if you kind of wanted to like if I wanted to be between you two and actually try to like throw my arms out different directions, I couldn't. I had to lock onto you or lock onto the other person and then fight. So like if I'm fighting here and I see you approaching, I actually have to wait for my arms to come back and then like try to change, hope that they're not gonna attack me because I can't address even though it's motion like if I have motion controls and I want to throw one here and one here, you know, and, and try to attack two targets, I should be able to. And that's that was my problem. It felt just janky. It just felt clunky. The game felt clunky. Yeah, not impressed. Not impressed at all. What else have you been up to, Jazzy? <laughs> Playing, doing things. Well, not sucking. Uh, a friend of mine reminded me that the Gwent beta was live, so public, I got to Gwent. yeah, public. And uh, I installed that. Played a few games of it. It's just like Gwent supersized from The Witcher 3. So there's a lot of like different cards and cool uh, different attributes that you could get and do that wasn't in The Witcher 3 version of the game. So You're playing that on the PS4, right? I'm playing that on the, the PC. Right, because it's but not you, available on the PS4. It will be. It will be. But Xbox is getting first, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So I was doing some and of that. And then, uh, folks. There it is. System seller. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Tons and tons of league. Uh, I went into this past Memorial Day weekend saying, I am no longer a bronze player in League of Legends, and I am going to make the climb and get silver this weekend. 
I fell a little short, but I did bring myself from bronze four all the way up halfway through bronze two. So yeah. I raised two rank, two and a half ranks and well on my way to making silver. However, I had a proud dead moment in League of Legends this past weekend in watching Grimlock. So anybody that is watching this live, Cable's going to put the, put the video up on screen. But he was playing a character named Galio whose alt is he basically jumps up in the sky and then like power bomb slams into one of his teammates to shield them and knock everybody up. Yeah, now mind you, yeah, you have to have your teammate in order to do this. <clears throat> so here he is in the upper right corner. He's getting ready to do it. He uh, powers up, jumps up, and then wham, slams down, knocks four of them up in order for the team to basically wipe through these four people, kill them, and then we walk into their base and win the game directly after. So he was <laughs> the factor in us winning this game with that one move. So, Yeah, now mind you, this was a ranked match, right? Was this well, ranked? Mm, no, no, this, this was, was a normal, normal match. match. Okay. So mind you, I was playing this game top lane against a character named Nar, and I was having a fine match except... Nar was their worst player, so they were bringing their jungle up. They were bringing their mid up. I was I was getting picked double teamed all the time, so I was frustrated because I had been picked on this entire game. So for it to end this way, where I was able to actually just kind of sneak in their jungle, get into that um, get into that invisible like bubble that that one of our teammates left, and then alt in, which I barely used my alt all game because again I need I need a teammate to be able to use it, and just catch them all. And and pretty much like you said in the game, I was just I was on cloud nine. I was so happy, you know. Our 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 uh, all star Akali, who was like yeah. fourteen and two right away, all was game like, just in in the chat, all game like, uh, you need help up there? What's going on? Like, why you keep dying? Why do you yeah. keep dying? Why do you keep dying? And it's like, man, sweet alt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that was um. That was a really fun moment there. I played a lot of League with Jazzy this weekend and got to uh, learn a, a couple new characters. So now I'm uh, playing around with Kled, which is a yodel who rides on a dinosaur. So, I mean, how can you not like this character? And then Rumble, who's another like mouse-type yodel, yodel mm -hmm. uh, who r rides around in a giant mech. And uh, I've, been, I've been having a lot of fun with that, playing... Um, that along with my PSP, I I talked about in the pre-show a store I went to, Retro Taku, um, and I picked up Wild Arms, uh, Knights in a Nightmare, and Patapon. So I've been playing those games uh, on my on my PSP along with continuously playing Lunar on my Vita. So I'm, I'm determined to play that game through and enjoy it. So. And I didn't really touch my Switch this weekend. Is Wild Arms a prequel to Arms? Nah, no, oh. no. Nah, nah. It's a good game. It's RPG, way better than Arms. But yeah, um, but yeah, I, I didn't touch the Switch very much besides trying Arms at one time and just being like, yeah, pass, hard pass. So, but you did it, guys. <clears throat> I had a dream, an actual dream. I want you guys to help me interpret it. Oh, okay. You guys were both in it. That's the reason I'm bringing it up. Okay. And I think maybe this is a prophecy of something that could happen in our future. The three of us, as well as Pokey, El, my wife, and Sci-Fi AJ, were at Universal Studios together. Do we have a trip in the future? Maybe my dream's foretelling. 
and we were going on the E.T. ride. Have either of you ever been on the E.T. ride? Yes. Yeah, I have. So now that I say this, you now remember the very distinct smell the ride has. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The very distinct smell. We're on the ride, and I ripped the most wild, insane nuclear fart of my life, thinking no one will notice because we're on the E.T. ride. It already smells weird in here. <laughs> <laughs> my fart. Shut down the ride, <laughs> and we and they forced us to climb off our bikes, and we had to walk through ET's homeland, which had turned into a hell maze. And I freaked out. The little ETs were freaking me out, and sci-fi had to cover my eyes because my eyes were stuck open, and I didn't want to see all these ET monsters as we had to escape the ride. So, what do you guys think that means about Gamezilla? <laughs> Basically, that uh, Gamezilla is this torture tunnel that has no end, and basically we are leading ourselves down this path to oblivion. Yeah, I don't really know about what it means, but I, I do enjoy the fact that you are making me suffer through your rancid ass, even in your dreams. But <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, well, I haven't been doing much gaming, so I just thought I would share that dream I had about you guys. Wow. And that was still more pleasant than playing arms. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cable, what have you been up to? Uh, you already know. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. And you got your chicken dinner. Nope. Came oh. close. I keep coming close. I'm, I'm coming in the top ten with kills, and I'm liking it. Yeah, we watched you top three with our May winner for Game of the Month, TJ. Congrats to, to him. He picked Player Unknown Battlegrounds for his uh, game of the month and right away installed it, jumped in with cable, and started playing. So how, that was pretty how'd cool. How did TJ win that? Uh, well, he joined uh, Patreon. So, uh, Jazzy? Yeah, if you join Patreon, not only can you influence the show and get early access to GameZilla Alpha. But you have the ability to pick the perk that allows you to become a potential Game of the Month winner. In which each month, we will randomly select one person at that level perk, and they win a game off GameZilla. Yep. I pay for it out of my pockets. And then Grim says he's going to pay me back, and then he never does. So The money goes to a microphone. I mean, it's better, yeah. it's better than giving it back to Jazzy, don't you guys think? I mean, it's, the show sounds better. We don't have to listen to Jazzy as much because e Deadite sounds better and, and Cable sound better. So eventually we'll just be able to eliminate Jazzy. We'll still have him pay for the games, though, once he's off the show. That sounds like a great point. <laughs> Wait a minute. But yeah, um, huge shout-out to Mitchie Mitch, our newest patron all the way from Australia. So yeah. that was pretty cool. He's been jumping in the Discord, uh, being active there. It is a 12-hour difference, so if you're seeing him post at weird times... Understand that uh, when it's 7 p.m. here, it's 7 a.m. there. So, but uh, he's been he's been super cool and uh, even played some. Uh, did he end up playing some uh, PUBG with you? No, he just jumped in the chat. Oh, cool. Okay. Very cool. I've been trying to play with him, but um, he can only play at the times I'm going to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's difficult, but we'll yeah. get it. We'll get in there. Yeah, we'll play with him for sure. But other than that, you can also influence the show and get early access to our great show, The GameZilla Alpha, by supporting us on patreon.com slash GameZilla podcast, like Button Masher Caleb. And he asks a question that says, you can only play one genre forever. What is it? MMORPG. MOBA. Action Adventure. 
wrestling games. <laughs> I just think MMORPG gives me it gives me that just open world where like I mean you can still be playing World of Warcraft and how old is it, Jazzy? Oh geez, uh, twelve over thirteen. Yeah, years right, now? That, in that range. So I mean, like that's just one game. If I get that genre, then I mean, you know, I get Old Republic, Warcraft. Guild Wars. The Matrix Online. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you do. You get that I, game. I uh, get you it. probably want to play I, it, yeah, but you I get, get it. it. But I, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Star Wars Galaxies, but, you know. I mean, sure. The Matrix Online. <laughs> God. Well, you still get City of Heroes, which is one of my all-time City favorites. of Heroes, City of Villains is one of my all-time favorite uh, MMORPGs. So good. They need, they need to bring that back. Yeah, but if I pick wrestling games, I get tag team wrestling, I get WrestleMania, I get WWF Cage Challenge, I get No Mercy, I get SmackDown, I get Raw, I get Legends of Wrestling, I get Backyard Wrestling. Take it over. Cut him off. Cut him off. I was just going to add in to say he gets Tiny Toons Wrestling as well. That's true. Simpsons Wrestling. Oh, God. Damn it. What did you pick? I picked MOBA. Oh, MOBA, yeah. yeah League. Could, so you might as well just say League. Just League. You're not going to even play another MOBA. Uh, I might. Yeah, Heroes right. Listen, I played Paragon for a day. like... One day. Yeah, it was like four days. Right, which is equivalent to not even a day of gameplay. And then Heroes of the Storm, <laughs> I played for less than that. Yeah, like, so shut up. You're playing League. Okay, also League. Dota. I have played a bit of Dota 2 in my past. You can play... You get to pick the genre, but you are forced to play the worst game in that genre forever. Ugh. What genre that, do you pick? None of them. They you all have terrible one. games. You gotta pick one. What's yours? Wrestling? No, no, no. The worst wrestling game is so bad, I couldn't... <laughs> that'd, that'd be eternal punishment. This I, is your question, so you answer first. I, I will actually take... Um, I'll play... I'll, I'll, I'll do the worst puzzle game ever. Oh, that sounds so terrible. So, what would the worst pu- what's the worst puzzle game you guys can think of? Uh, t- uh, Tetris for the Virtual Boy. Oh God, I'm going blind. <laughs> I've, I've made a terrible mistake, but yes, now I have to play Tetris on the, on the Virtual Boy. Virtual. I was about to say, what the hell are you thinking? Um, okay, and then Jazzy. I really want to go MOBA again because I feel like the worst one is still even playable. But uh, Vainglory. I played Vainglory. Okay, it actually fine. works pretty good on the okay, tablet. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> you're gonna, when I can't remember the name of the game. What is the name? You know, you know this game. You own it. Oh, Battleborn! Battleborn! Yeah! It's a that MOBA. Is not a MOBA. It's it has, a MOBA. It has a MOBA a in MOBA. it. It's the worst MOBA, so you have to play it. We're counting it as a MOBA for the sake of the argument. You know what? I will. I'll play it. I'll play it. <laughs> uh, you're, you're, you're still. But I'm gonna go with. Uh, the unfortunate thing is, there's no one else playing it. Yeah. So at least with my Tetris blindness, I can be blind <laughs> alone. I feel like if I'm gonna play the worst one ever, I'm gonna want to just like rage quit and throw shit everywhere so I want to pick FPS because I feel like the horrible Brink. FPS that you can play Brink. are just <laughs> it's Brink there's no argument no one's arguing it's Brink Cable what is the the genre for the and you have to play the worst game in it Sports? Oh, the worst sports oh, game. Oh, that's brutal. You're going to have to play. Hold on, hold on. I got it. No, no, nope. I got it. The worst. No, I do not. <laughs> Why do you have to antagonize me? I got, I got this one. You ready? He picks sports, so you have to play the worst sports game 
all the time. You Mario and Sonic arms for the Switch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, I'm gonna go with. Oh, does Urban Champion count as a sports game? <laughs> <laughs> God, I hate that game. Man, um, I guess give me like Metroidvania. The worst Metroidvania game. Yeah, Metroidvania. Um, so maybe we're gonna go with Castlevania '64. <laughs> it's broken at a point you can't beat it. I don't even know that might count as a 3D platformer. Yeah, though, it technically deviates from the from the plan. Uh, what would be a really bad one? Hmm. Can't even think of one. That's why it's it's. I'm I'm protecting it's, myself. Yeah, it's tough. Superman '64. That's not. <laughs> that's not a Metroidvania game. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. I'm trying to think what's you get to yes, play that because Superman's your boy. You love that game. Listen, if Battleborn is a MOBA, then Superman 64 is <laughs> a Battleborn clearly MOBA. <laughs> has MOBA in it. Superman 64 has nothing to do with Metroidvania. Everything to do with it. Nah. What's I'm trying to think if I've ever played a bad Metroidvania. He really, really got us there. Yep. Happy Metroid Tuesday, everybody. Oh, you have to play the original Metroidvania game. You have to play Pitfall on the Atari. <laughs> That's a platformer. Yeah, you don't go back. There's no. There's no like. Yeah, you go back. Do you have to? I don't think so. We're counting it for the sake of. <laughs> I'm fine. That's fine. I couldn't let you win. I, let you I still have, won. You did still Battleborn, <laughs> fucking some horrible sports game. You know it's out there. It's ass oh, broken. It and what Lee did you? Lee Carvano's putting challenge. Yeah. And what did you pick? What did I? Oh, Tetris. Uh, Tetris <laughs> on the virtual. I, mean, I still win. Clear as day. Yeah. I'll I take know. Pitfall for uh, for days. Let's go. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well, um, thanks for the question there, BMC. And thanks to all of our patrons. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, talk about YouTube and remind everybody that we have our awesome YouTube channel, home of the highlight reels for this podcast right here every week, as well as the Snake Pits. Episode two uploaded and waiting to be edited by Mike TV. It's coming. Yep. So make sure to head on over to Motor City Gaming on YouTube. Click that subscribe and notification bell and help us grow our newest channel on YouTube. I think uh, I think we got to get into some news. It's kind of light because E3 is right around the corner. And I do want to actually make an announcement here because I realize we never made this announcement to our fans. And I feel kind of bad because two of them made posts today about how about hype and how yep. and how excited we should be getting and all this stuff. So um, due to unforeseen circumstances, uh, some issues with my family and some issues with uh, within Jazzy's uh, family, we are not attending E3 this year. So um, it was a tough decision to be made. We really wanted to go, but, you know, just looking at the time off and the uh, financials and everything like that, it, it became very difficult for us where we were, were jeopardizing, you know, the safety of our jobs and the safety of other things just to try to get there. So it's just not uh, in the cards, but because of that, we're excited that we are actually going to bring to you live streams of all these announcements. So 
Sony, Microsoft, all these things, you're going to be able to tune in to Gaming in Detroit right here on Twitch.tv, and you're going to be able to hang out with us while we broadcast the show. Get, we're going to let you enjoy the show, and then we're going to give reactions and stuff like that. So I think it'll still be a lot of fun. It's going to be, you know, we'll still be able to enjoy enjoy the news together, and then hopefully we can rebound and, and make our way out there next year. So. Uh, the the positive side of this is that we did take our resources from this event and we are looking at a additional event later this year. So it's not like we're just canceling the event and being done. We are considering uh, PlayStation Experience or BlizzCon, uh, possibly PAX West. So GameStop Expo. GameStop Expo is another one that's in, in the works. So something else will be coming up here. Just we're going to be staying home and uh, enjoying E3 from the streams like you guys all right with that being said let's get into some news i'm searching the web for the latest gaming news searching motorcitygaming.com downloading headlines now let's have it what about this monster story of yours download complete so i got all excited and depressed and everything at the same time and i totally forgot that we do have a sponsor and dead i need to talk about him so Just take it away being that the news is uh the news music's playing behind me uh let me tell let me tell you the good news and today it's not about jesus it's about the detroit beer collective <laughs> that's the good news of the day uh detroitbeercollective.com it's where you need to go to buy all the beard care products you need get your oil for your beard get your beard elixir beard shampoo i scrub my beard shampoo in and that's why i can't stop touching my face if you're watching the live stream it's because my hands smell good because i'm getting all that that good smell from the shampoo off of my beard and uh, i rinsed it good so the scents stick on your face and they are awesome they have a lot of great scents so you can actually go and you could choose the scents that you want put them in a beard crate get a great deal on it and get it sent to your house and you can even save by at checkout using the code mcgaming and you save 20 percent orders 25 dollars or more that's the checkout code mcgaming to save at detroitbeardcollective.com and let's hear about that news that's not beard or Jesus related. Oh, I don't have any news then. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> First up, we have Square Enix announces their next game. So, if you are a fan of I Am Setsuna, if you are a fan of Tokyo RPG Factory, then their next game, Lost Fear, is going to be right up your alley. It's coming out for PS4 and the... Nintendo Switch and Steam and Steam of course and it looks really cool it, it's not your continuation of I Am Setsuna it is its own thing and uh, it, it is going to be coming out in 2018 so we're a little ways off but they did release an official trailer that you can watch on our social media links so just head on over to Facebook Instagram uh, wherever and search Motor City Gaming but um, it looks real interesting it's uh about these young young boys uh, named Ka uh, Kanata, and they wake up from a dream to find his own, his town disappearing. Uh, then up to it's up to him to and his friends to rebuild the world around them by converting thoughts into matter. Uh, it's real cool. Obviously, the art style is beautiful. I mean, if you if you've ever seen I Am Setsuna, it is a love letter to Chrono Trigger. If you're into that into that style, you're gonna fall right into this game. It looks fantastic. I'm excited to, to hear more about it, but that got announced today um, that it's coming out next year. So, Sticking with Square Enix, we have Final Fantasy VII Remake 
development is shifting to internal setup. What thank does that mean? Goodness. It is thank goodness, but it's it's weird that this just kind of like happened out of nowhere, right? It's just yeah, kind of like it should have it should have been from the beginning, and we shouldn't have even had this news really. But I'm I'm glad it's finally going this way. Yeah. So during the live stream, the project lead on Final Fantasy VII Remake revealed that Square Enix has shifted its focus away from working with an external studio on the game. CyberConnect Two was previously helping Square Enix with the development. And that's not happening anymore. Uh, it's been confirmed while development was moving forward with external cooperation, Square Enix has decided to shift to an internal setup, including mass production and quality, because we want to control everything, including quality, on a stable schedule. So this is good and bad because at the same time, this news comes out right after they are urgently recruiting additional talent now. Yeah. <laughs> So they're like, no, we don't like what you're doing. We want to control everything. Give it back to us. This is our baby. Oh my God, we don't have enough people to do this. It's never gonna. We're never gonna get this done if we don't hire more people. So now they're out there looking for new people to work on this project. Side story, which I don't know how factual this is. So it could be just a bunch of garbage, or it could be all true. Word is on the twitters. That uh, four members of the CyberConnect Two team have applied for the positions. <laughs> Word on the street is Jilicky Whitakers. <laughs> we have the kids in their tweets. This just in. Beep, 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 Oh, let me just read this telegram real quick. Oh, it says, uh, yeah, they might have, uh, they might have applied. I hate you so much. <laughs> and that's not even a telegram. It's a rank. Hey, man. I'm using my imagination, something you don't have. Save it for Tokyo RPGs. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, but that is, you are right, though. <laughs> you are right that, the, that some of the people that were working on the project that clearly want to stay involved are trying to uh, apply for those positions. So hopefully they get it. Staying with Square Enix once again, Kingdom Hearts 3 Final Fantasy VII Remake planned for release in the next three years or so. Man. That's a lot of sad horns right there, okay? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> this, is, this is just, it's tough, man. Um, Their recent financial results meeting, the company listed both RPGs as fiscal 2018 and beyond releases. Square Enix president added that we plan to launch each of these upcoming titles in the next three years or so. (sighs) Man. So... We could not like. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad that they took control of Final Fantasy VII remake, and they're and they're trying to do things their way. And Kingdom Hearts three is is it's Kingdom Hearts. Like I'm excited about it, but man, we saw this at E3 two, two years, years ago. Yeah, two years ago. So if it takes another three, now you're pushing five years. And Deadite, what was the great point that you put? These current consoles could be obsolete and dead <laughs> yeah. and replaced with. After three years, yeah, we're yeah. four. We're we're four into it. You're talking, a, you know, a seven year lifespan here. If they hit that three year mark, this whole article, there are two words that worry the shit out of me, and I'm like, what the hell? All right, and I've read through the whole article, and I'm like, okay, yep, this all is the same old bullshit that we've already heard. But the title of Kingdom Hearts Three Final Fantasy Seven Remake planned for release in three years, and I'm thinking. 
three years. Or so. Holy shit. Or so. Yeah, and then, or so, which means they're covering their asses to have it released more than three years out. Hello, Last Guardian. Here we come. It just comes to sh- again, and a lot of these, a lot of people commenting in in the uh, you know the, in the chat below is basically saying like companies are just announcing things too early before they're ready to announce them just to just to stay relevant. I think, or they're afraid that they're, they're going to lose like traction. I don't know. Bottom line, if Square Enix didn't two years ago didn't come out and say anything about Kingdom Hearts three, you know what been people would have been talking about? Kingdom Hearts three. And then they would have been bummed out they didn't see it. And then next year they would have been like, man, maybe we're gonna see Kingdom Hearts three. And then they didn't. They'd be bummed out. And then this year, when you're three years away still, potentially, you come out and you say Kingdom Hearts three. And everyone's like, I knew it. I've been calling it for three years. I'm the bet like, you know, that's like example, the day Nintendo finally drops a Metroid game, I'd be like like, was I disappointed every year? Absolutely. Will I be disappointed this year if they don't? Absolutely. But if they drop Metroid and it's not Federation Force 2, I will lose my mind and forgive Nintendo for anything wrong that they did. It won't, it won't even matter. So, like, it's like these companies, I, don't, I think they're, they're so worried to, like, stay involved. It's just it's a mess. You do not need to keep talking about your games 18 years before they come out. Sidebar. What if they told you the only way you could get a new Metroid game is by putting 100 hours into ARMS? Ooh. This is a good Metroid game. Yeah, like, it'll be good. It'll be worth it. Like I'm getting a it new might. Prime. Yeah, you Prime 4, you got to play ARMS for 100 hours. Give me 100 hours of ARMS. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> you already abuse me, Nintendo. Why not abuse? Like, I'll abuse myself, sure. If it means I get a game out of you that I've been wanting. Metroid Prime 4, coming 2020. <laughs> Or so. <laughs> exactly. All you right. have three arms games released between now and the <laughs> <Yeah. new> Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> arm, the prequel to arms. Legs. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next topic. PlayStation 3 has ceased production. Didn't know if you knew this. PlayStation 3 was still being made in Japan only, and only one model, a 500 gigabyte meaning that the PS3 is officially dead. It has officially been completely put out of production now. Didn't they just officially end support of the PS2 like just a couple years ago? Like yeah, it, was, ago? it wasn't that long yeah. ago, yeah. But uh, so, P- yeah, PS3 it was hanging out. I, I thought it was, you know, it's kind of just a nice, I wanted to bring it up and say f- farewell to a system that we all enjoyed. But I also wanted to make mention that they, uh, as of, what was it, 2015, I think, they had 80 million units were sold. Um, 2013. 2013. 80 million units were sold worldwide of the PS3. As of April 2017, 60 million units of the PS4 were sold. So we've talked about this in the past, but the 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 lifespan of the PS4 is looking very good, and we're go- I think it's going to. We initially said, yeah, it's going to beat PS3, but I don't think it'll meet PS2 numbers. I still think PS2 is is out there. But I think it's going to destroy PS3 at this point. Mm-hmm. So. You know what that means? Final Fantasy VII Remake on the PS4. PS5. No, because or so, this it could last. <laughs> you <laughs> no, never know. No, absolutely not. So, yeah, PlayStation 3 sees production. Staying with PlayStation, the PlayStation Network now has 70 million active users. So... 70 million active users on PlayStation Network using their online service. This was the number that also was 
I don't know if this is good or bad. I guess it's good, but only 26.4 million of those are PlayStation Plus members. So it's a decent percentage, but it seems low to me. Wait a second. That is, that is pretty low because yeah. how many games require it for online play and stuff? I so, mean, nowadays, everything. Yeah. yeah, so that just means that's a, actually a pretty small base compared to the people that are just using it for downloading stuff. Especially when you come out and you say 70 million, you hit the 70 million mark, you're like, oh, wow, that's impressive. And then you come back and you're like, yeah, but not even not even 40% of it is paid. So, and again, when you do the math of the of the money coming in of that twenty six point four million or whatever, um, it's a lot of money. I'm not, like, that's fine. But I I'm just curious, like, what is the cost of your infrastructure to support seventy million people, but only twenty six million of them are paying? So that that's that's uh, the interesting part. Oh. And then lastly, for the PlayStation News, PlayStation Store now has Steam-like curated playlists. So they're calling these the cre- the creators list. And this is, it's actually kind of cool. Steam has done something like this first, and that's, that's where people are keep comparing it. But Steam does it in a slightly different way um, than Sony's doing it. How Sony is going to do this is actually take creators and developers and let them pick games that they would recommend to us. And some of them are very much like, hey, I made this game. I recommend it, right? Like, it's straightforward. Mm -hmm. But then you get a lot of cool developers out there that are picking, you know, like, they love Rocket League. And they're going out there, and and it it feels true. It feels like, you know, as a gamer, I have a ton of fun playing this. And so it's it's pretty neat. And I like the idea that it's actually the studios. So um, right now the lineup includes 17 prominent developers and studios, such as president of Sony's Worldwide Studios, uh, Yoshida, is actually going to be in there making recommendations. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 team is going to be in there making recommendations. And many picks are obvious, um, like we said, but uh, however, lots of the choices do appear genuine with Rocket League developer expressing their love of obscure sports titles and Yoshida praising amazing sounds and shapes. So like those are some cool games that, you know, they have no connection to. So, but yeah, um, something new is coming out in the patch with the, the new patch did just drop as well. Mm -hmm. And that um, is going to bring us some UI tweaks and improvements, but it also added something that no one was expecting where you are now going to be able to see uh, your recent matches and everything in the tournament mode of the OS of your PS4. So if you're joining these tournaments or doing these uh, these random things, you're going to be able to see, like, you know, um, quarterfinals, semifinals, and all that type of stuff, how you place wins or loss, your records, all that stuff is going to be available outside of the game in this more, like, community focus piece. So that's all being added, and I think you can get to, you can add this to your PS4 now. I hope they just make the UI easily accessible when they do this and make it easy to kind of like get into and and find these games cuz <laughs> they say it's it's like Steam and I don't know about you I haven't put a ton of like I haven't been on Steam forever and it's been a while since I've been back into Steam games but I don't know if I'm just I haven't given it a fair amount of time yet or a fair shot yet but I find the Steam UI just unbearably difficult to navigate <laughs> 100% true. As someone who's not really into Steam and just real used it a couple times, it is very tough. Yeah. Steam's clunky for sure, but I think um you know, the UI on the PS4 is is it's decent. Um you know, they've they've done a good job with it, but and I think this will be fine. I just, you know, it's just 
we spend the most time, well, not necessarily right now, but normally we spend the most time on our PS4. We're most comfortable with our PS4. I think people that run their Xbox every day would say the same thing about their UI on their Xbox. It's just what you're used to. Um, the one thing I will say before we move on, the, the creators list is available only in the U.S. right now. Um, not, it's not available in all other regions, but it will be rolling out here soon to other regions. So if you don't see it yet and you're listening to us, um, stay tuned. It'll be there shortly. Okay, some more super positive news. Shenmue 3 won't be at E3. (laughs) So this is really why we're not going. I heard Shenmue 3 wasn't going to be there. I said, I ain't going. Screw it. No, but um, this one... Shenmue 3 is not going to happen. That's why it's not going to be there. I mean, it's very... Right? It's very much up in the air here. People... I think people are more concerned than they are, like, just can't wait for it. And so earlier this, uh, I think in December, we got some screenshots of this game, and it was like the first thing we've ever seen yeah. besides the announcement of it. Besides the Kickstarter page? <laughs> yeah, the Kickstarter page and then the like short little stage time that Sony gave them. But um, basically they said, we, are, we have a lot of fans asking us what we're going to be doing this June for the, you know, with the conventions stirring up, and we're not going to the conventions. June, July is going to be development. We are, we are staying in the office, and we are working. And... Uh, you know, so that was like that was interesting, but then it got kind of weird in this article because the uh, lead director of this game state this is a quote from him: "I have been completely absorbed in the development of Shenmue 3." Recently, said Suzuki, and often stay at the studio throughout the night to make it the best game possible. My life has become Shenmue, both day and night, and I'm happy. I'm just like, whoa, man. Like, like I get it. First of all, game developers, they'll all come around and be like, listen, when we worked on The Last of Us, we lived there for four years until, you know, until the game was done. Like, I get that designing a game and building a game is not easy. But when you come out and say something like that, that sounds kind of like, whoa, man, like, do you have a family? Because if you do, you might want to go home and check on them. I don't know. Right. Like, they, they may not know you're alive anymore. I don't, you know, like, and I don't know his life situation. Maybe he's a single dude and he's just... Having fun. I don't know. But, um, yeah, no no Shenmue 3. We got no video. We just have a couple of screen clips and uh, still really no idea what the hell's going on with this game. I'll tell you this, Shenmue 3. If you're spending this much time on this game to where you're not leaving the studio and you're not going to announce anything at major events like, I don't know, E3, uh, you better not put one goddamn delay on this game. So think long <laughs> and hard when you're going to tell us when it's releasing. Yeah, I think um, I think they also should hopefully, should at least present something at Gamescom in Germany this year, or I, I mean, yeah. That's tell re- me you can't put a trailer together at this point. Yeah. Like a short teaser trailer. It doesn't even know. have to be a gameplay or anything. Me. Just like a, hey, we're still working on this sort I mean, of thing. I mean, think of some of these, like, Yes, we've ripped them up, but think about some of these trailers we've gotten. Like, it's why could you not put a trailer together? So I don't know. It's a little concerning, but because the game doesn't exist, it doesn't exist exactly. Their so. office is a cardboard box <laughs> with <laughs> with an old iMac in it, yeah. <laughs> an eMac or whatever. <laughs> it's a E-Mac. note, a note, a notepad that with like the dotted line to teach you how to do cursive, and he's no, got like a it, box of crayons. No, <laughs> and he's it's like a Dreamcast. It's a Dreamcast with Shenmue One plugged into an old thirteen-inch <laughs> tube TV. They're like, we're making a game here. No, it's actually the cardboard um, Nintendo Switch that the little child 
child made yeah. because their parents wouldn't buy them a switch. That's they, then you finally got a switch, so they got the cardboard. Yeah, switch. absolutely. They got the that's, their, that's, that's their, their development. Child. That's their development. I kit. actually heard that kid is the chief of marketing for Shenmue Three. <laughs> He's brilliant. <laughs> Anyways, if you're itching to get your hands on Shenmue, it looks like there might be an HD remaster in the works, courtesy of Sega's registered domain name that they did uh, earlier this year. So there's still possibility that we might get some Shenmue news, just not Shenmue 3. Sega's trying to cash in on all their dead stuff. They, they they're, are. They're They've doing been, it right right now. Pushing so hard. They're getting paid. All right. Our next uh, announcement from Sega is Sonic Media is releasing August 15th. So Ooh. this is good news. We were supposed to get this in the summertime. It got delayed. It looked like it got delayed further out than August 15th. So I'm happy to see them bring it back uh, to where it's not that far away. We played Sonic Mania at PAX East. And if you're oh, so much fun. If you loved old school Sonic, this you're this is it. Like you're gonna love this game. It's old school Sonic with new levels, with you know, with more playable characters, and it's just a lot. It's just fun. Like I I can't wait to to play this. Uh, probably on the Nintendo Switch, but right. So we're getting this for uh, on August fifteenth. They've announced it. Will cost twenty bucks. Awesome. That's, yeah, right? Super, super that's reasonable. The, that's the right price for this kind of game. Exactly. Uh, pre-orders are live for digitally for PC and PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, but Nintendo Switch owners will have to wait until the game launches. So there's no pre-order option for Nintendo Switch, which, again, oh, well. But yeah. If um, it doesn't have physical, I mean, there's no reason to pre-order it anyway. <laughs> right. So, super cool. All right. Next announcement, close to my heart, Super Giant Games... Release date for their upcoming game, and help me with this. Is this is this is it Pyre? Pyre? Yeah, Pyre. Yeah. yeah, I just want to make sure I'm not pronouncing it right. Anyways, uh, if you're not sure who Supergiant Games are, they have developed games like I don't know Bastion and Transistor, two of my favorite indie games ever. Bastion is an amazing game. Uh, where you're playing through it top-down, and as the world kind of pieces together in floating, you know, land masses, it's all narrated live. So, like, as you swing, then the narrator kind of tells you part of the Bastion story. Bastion swings his sword. Yeah, as you run off the edge, basically, he's like, Bastion couldn't handle anymore and commits suicide. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, just it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and then, like, when you respawn, the narrator's like, no, just kidding. Yeah. But um, it's like it reminds me of like when little kids play games and they narrate themselves playing yeah. like punch, punch, kick. Like yeah. <laughs> it was, it's super cool. I, I had a lot of fun with it. I've played Bastion a ton. And then the uh, Transistor is another great game by them. So this is their next game and it will be arriving July 25th. So it's close. This is a summer game that I'm, I'm going to be interested in. Here it is. Twenty dollars. It's this magic number we're starting to see here, from, especially from this indie side, and, uh, and it is a party-based RPG. If you have not seen the trailer for this game, it looks beautiful like most Supergiant games do, but this game does look really neat. It looks like it's going to be a fun party game, and um, there is a 10% off pre pre-order bonus uh, right now, so it's 20 bucks regularly, but if you pre-order right now, you can save yourself, what, two bucks? Two dollars. So, yeah. Um, Again, head on over to our social media where you can watch that trailer and see what Pyre is all about. Um, then our last topic, Far Cry 5. Topic 5, Far Cry 5. That's how I labeled this out at least. I like it. Okay. 
Far Cry 5 release date announced, first story details, everything. It's all here. Co-op, map editors, everything. Far Cry 5 looks amazing. It is based in Montana of the USA. First time it's making its way into the North America region. The states. Yep. The states. It will be PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and it will be coming out February 27, 2018. So... Super cool. The game looks gorgeous. Um, so, everyone, anybody that's a Far Cry fan is very excited for this game, but there's a very opposite side of this, and it's mainly because of the story that's that's floating around this game, and that's simply the... <laughs> is us versus them. That's the subtext of this game. Us versus them. Americans shooting other Americans in defiance or defense of the U.S. government that seems bound to spark partisan-fueled conversation on social media. So, it's... We, we watch the trailers. We, we've seen it. Um, what, what do you think of this? I can... I, can, let me, I Actually, Dad, I, maybe you haven't read this yet, so let me read this to you so you get an idea of what the story is. Is that a joke because I can't read? Yeah. Okay. You play a sheriff deputy caught up in a war between U.S. Marshal Service and Hope County's resident cult leader, Joseph, a man who believes he's been chosen to protect his followers from a government collapse he believes to be imminent, and his family, brothers Jacob and John, and their half-sister, Faith. You won't be alone, of course. Joining you in the battle for Hope County's souls are potential allies like Pastor Jerome, whose church has been under fire by Joseph's group, Mary May, whose father was killed by the cult, and Nick Rye, a pilot and soon-to-be father who wants to follow the footsteps of his father and grandfather, who both fought for the U.S. So, the issue here is... Americans shooting Americans about the government or against the government. And in this current state, this current state that we're in with, with our current president and, and the, the hate that's been kind of fueling around in this country, this game does just kind of come out almost just at the wrong time. I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be do fine. It'll sell well. It's far cry. But I think just timing wise, Either A, they they purposely did this and just wanted to fuel the fire, or it just was bad luck. See, I I think if I were someone developing a game, I want to make a game that means something. And I think that this story, because it is touching, you know, hit, hitting the pulse of what's going on in this country, this game is going to mean something, and it's going to be remembered, it's going to be talked about, and it might actually make you think, which I think is something that doesn't happen enough in video games. You see it sometimes in Hollywood. You see it sometimes in music, in, in a lot in literature. Like, there's other art forms that push boundaries and create controversy. And I think that that's something the video game, has, the video game industry has steered away from for a long time. And I think this is awesome. I'm actually super interested in the story. And if it makes you think oh, this kind of reminds me of what's actually happening in our country, then good. It may give you a little bit different perspective or different light on what's happening here. I think it's awesome. I think it's getting a little... <laughs> it's in a rough spot because, to me, and I don't know exactly how long and, and what the backstory is and how much they've changed of this from the original storyline, but typically your storyline in development is... is way before our presidential, current presidential election. 
So for them to be spinning it into our current presidential election, I think is a little rough because this game, this game's story development was way before that even happened or should have been. If they changed this game (laughs) that much with just the recent presidential election here in the States, then kudos to you for flipping your game (laughs) in that short amount of time. But I agree with Ethan in the fact that it, it, it's it's going to tell a story. Like, I feel everybody's getting butt hurt over all of these things that actually happen in real life. Like, and then, oh, well, you can't do this or you can't say that. This stuff happens, people. Just because we're putting it on a screen and showing people that it's happening doesn't mean it, it's not true. Like, I think people just need to, you know, buck up and take it for what it is. It's, it's a story of something that is a current issue. I mean, bottom line is we have Grand Theft Auto out there. Like, if, you ever, if you've ever played a Grand Theft Auto, you can do whatever you want. You can be a, a terrible person or, or a good person. I mean, here, like, yes, you're technically fighting against the people that are rising up against the government. So, I mean, it's not like you get the choice of which side you're taking. But at the same time, it's a video game. And, yes, it's going to be violent. But if you did you play Far Cry 4? Okay, because my wife's playing Far Cry 4 right now, and I'm watching her kill endangered species and, and, and skin them so that people can paint. Way worse in my book. Like, Way worse. I watched her kill an elephant. Way worse. You don't kill elephants. That's why I don't eat Jimmy John's yeah. anymore. And the first... <laughs> that guy killed an elephant. I know. We... I'm not buying your sandwiches anymore, asshole. And here we go. We are off. There We're off the track. We're off the track. You, get, you want to make a statement? Poaching and killing endangered animals is not okay in the Deadites book. And I'm a terrible person, which what does that say about you? It's not okay in the MCG book. None of us agree with that. But anyways, I'm watching this. And I'm like, why? I, I'm realizing how pointless of a mechanic it is in this game. Like, you're not really, you have to do it, but it's really not getting you anything. It's just kind of like, so I'm thinking, I'm like, do they really need to, to do this where like she's killing tigers and like like and like there's these cute little turtles and she just went up and like smushed like crushed them and i was like why'd you get like what but turtle meat is succulent so it's yeah do you get to yeah. the, turtle the meat? difference is, is that you don't have to cook food to survive there's no there's nothing you just you just take you take what looks like gross guts after you like cut them open and you put it in a bag and then you hand it to some lady well, I play Far Cry 4, and you need the woolly mammoth skin to stay alive in the snowy areas. You played Far Cry Primal, I thought. Oh, yeah, that was Primal. Yeah. So, well, yeah, 4 is basically a screen of Primal. Well, Primal is a skin of 4, so yeah. It's right, but 4, like, so so maybe they learned and they actually said, okay, cool, we're going to make it useful. In, in 4, regular 4, I didn't, uh, so far, I haven't seen a reason for it. So, like, that bothered me more than, like, say, this story in 5 did. Like, this story in 5, it's like, you know what, like, Go watch the news, people. Horrible things happen every day, and and again, we have games that reenact it all the time. Maybe sometimes they're extra sci-fi so that you can forgive them, or they're extra crazy so you can forgive them, and just because this one's more real, you're all upset. Games that take place in Vietnam, Iraq, um, World War One, World War II, immensely popular. But as soon as it gets closer to home, it becomes more tangible for people. We see people getting outraged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just anybody can get outraged by anything. I'm sure there was a group of people at some point, and they might not have got their voice heard because they were small enough that, like, when Infamous Second Son came out, they were like, you spray paint on the side of buildings, and that's defacing infrastructure, and this isn't <laughs> right. And it's like... Well, you're going you against know. government, too, technically. Right. Yeah. So it's like you could always find something in... in everything i'm yeah absolutely i think uh what i what i want everybody to do is 
head on over to MotorCityGaming.com, join the Discord. And in the Discord, let's talk about Far Cry 5. Are you excited for this game? Are you, is it a day one buy? It's a day one buy for me because of the couch co-op two-player. I think this is super cool. You're going to be able to play through the entire game with two people if you want. You can do it on other ones too, I thought. Online only. Oh. So here it's two-player co-op, uh, you know, couch co-op. So um, I think we're seeing a trend coming back here. People complained about it and wanted this, this local multiplayer, and now they're getting it. But, yeah, the old ones you could do two-player. Online only, so it would be two system. Like if, if if Jade and I wanted to play it, two systems, two TVs, and and you know, yeah, not anymore. So I think that's super cool. But we want to know what you think. So again, join the Discord. It's free. We all hang out there every day and talk video games. Let's talk about Far Cry Five. And if you uh, are excited for this story, if you uh, feel it's too too much right now uh, with the with the current issues we're facing, let's debate about it. Let's talk about it. Remember how people got upset when Postal came out? Po- yeah, Postal. Yeah. Uh, bully. Bully? Yeah, yeah Bully. Um, about Bully. Uh, Manhunt. Night Trapper. <laughs> Night Trapper did get a lot of heat. I know. Yeah. For crying out loud, Horizon Zero Dawn got a bunch of heat for using the term brave. It's true. Yeah, they did get some. They did, they did take <laughs> some. Uh, how yeah. Did, how did I miss that? Did we talk about that? I don't we, know if we talked about it. We did not, like, subject matter. It was, I believe, a pre-show we were talking about it. Yeah. It came out a couple weeks after launch. We had already talked a ton about Horizon, and I'm not sure it really made it into an mm. episode. But, yeah, I mean, everybody gets just upset about everything, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so. Ugh. It, gets, it gets tiring. It's very tiring. So, Wait, it, did anybody really get upset over Mafia 3? Like I remember people being upset because the game was fucking glitchy, but not about yeah, subject matter. Right, subject. There, there's some <laughs> terrible subject matter there. Nope, no one cared because it's like Grand Theft. It's acceptable. I don't know. It's it's messed well, up. Well, it was supposed to be a, like a recap of actual events in that time. Yeah, period, but Far Cry so. Four is okay. You want to know why? Because right. it takes place in Nepal or some shit, and it's just as fucked up. Let me okay. If you haven't played Far Cry 4, not Primal, before, yeah. it is a fucked up game from the first three minutes. I was like, holy shit. And I never read anything negative about it. But again, because because us Americans, I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna label us. Us Americans get butthurt about everything and just think that like, you know, our 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 world is perfect and anybody that pokes at it one direction or the other is wrong. It's why we go in this giant fucking circle where no one can ever get along, no one's right, and everybody's wrong and everybody hates everybody. Get over it. I mean, look just, at the just game. Just stop. Look at the game we're playing now, player knows Battlegrounds. A hundred people are hunting each other down yeah, to kill each other. It's the Hunger Games. Uh, right, <laughs> exactly. Video games. There's movies made of it, for yeah. God's sakes. Yeah. People will go watch fucking Running Man, no problem, and watch watch a, a <laughs> or, fake uh, video, a uh, fake uh, show <laughs> where people are getting murdered, and they're like, yeah, this is a great Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Well, Nowadays, if they were to make something yeah. like that, everybody get all upset about it. Be like, oh, well, that's not very nice. They'll get all butthurt about video games like that's it, that's not right, but then they're gonna go watch like The Devil's Rejects yeah. or The Hills Have Eyes. That's the problem. The Purge. <laughs> the purge. A, yeah, The Purge. There you go. If you want to be outraged about something involving Far Cry, be outraged at how terrible Far Cry Vengeance on the Wii was. Just be mad about it. I bought it. I bought that game. And it's the worst. <laughs> What system was it on? The Wii. Oh, that's right. Why do you tr- why? Why okay. did you think okay. it had any possibility of being anything but terrible? Okay, let me lay this down on you. 
because Far Cry at the time had a little buzz and people people kind of knew about it. This was like four or five months after the Wii came out, this came out, and I was like, oh, man, cool. There's a first-person shooter that's not like Red Steel bombed. So I was like, oh, okay, a different first-person shooter on Wii. I think I'm going to buy that. It came out at, like, the $40 price tag. I was like, okay, okay. And then, like, a week later, it's down to 20 bucks, And I was like, yeah! <laughs> what a steal! And I took it home, and I was like, and I was like oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> let me let me lay down a little bit. I don't know what you're doing with your fingers, but let me lay, it's called, lay it's down. It's called showmanship yeah. and showmanship. charisma. Okay. You, you can never here's, do it as well as Here's me. a little bit of charisma for you. We boxing better than arms. <laughs> True. Fact. Fact. That's not even a hot take. That's factual information. <laughs> I, I'm not going to argue that. I had a lot more fun with we, we boxing. boxing was great. Yeah, it and was. it also was a packing title. Part of a five-pack game. If you gave me arms with my Switch, I'd be a lot less salty about it not being Which good. is what we thought was going to happen. Which yeah. is what we said should have happened. And now that we're sitting here with hands-on experience, not just us coming back from convention, but everybody's had hands-on experience, they go, oh, yeah, I'm going to wait till that's 20 bucks. Yeah. Can, can, we, can we actually talk about the best part about arms? That hot intro track. Oh, 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 oh. That's a hot song. That's the best part about arms. I'm going to make that my ringtone. I'm not going to argue that because everything else is terrible. It's a hot track. It does bring a little bit of hype. You're like, yeah. oh, what's that? And then, they, oh. Yeah, and then like, you play it and you're like, can we just go back to the title song and just let it loop? <laughs> just vibe to it. I did that with Sonic Black Knight. I didn't play that game on the Wii. That's I just good. listened to the intro. That's a very good decision. <laughs> that was our attack on the news. For these topics and much more, visit our Facebook page, Motor City Gaming, and continue the conversation in our Facebook group, The GameZilla Podcast. Emails, I think. Is there anything I else? Just, I d- Every time I start emails and he goes right into, nope, you got snake, it's mustard bust. So I'm waiting to see if he's got anything because I'm just going to delay. So instead we get dead air because Jazzy's the worst. Yep. Just needs to do his job. Just yeah. give me emails. I'm so tempted to take you to snake court for being a turd. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't bring my gavel, so. The FBI has just sent a letter to me informing them that they have discovered new emails. Downloading GameZilla emails from info at MotorCityGaming.com. Okay, Jassy Fiddle, your GameZilla mailbox is up to date. That's right, you write them, we read them. I took it from Jazzy because he said someone was going to do something, so here it is. I did it right now. First question is from Brick and Mortar. Take it away, Jazzy. <laughs> it was cool the first 32 times you did Just it. Just wait till the 33rd. Brick I got and Mortar. special for you. Brick and Mortar says, what is going to be your pregame routine for E3? It's a good question. We're going to be down here. 40s? 40s. <laughs> 40s. We should all be drinking 40s. No, we still have a pregame, so I think we can still answer this one. Yeah. We're not going, which we talked about earlier in the show. Um, very upsetting, but it just it didn't work out, and we weren't gonna we weren't gonna try to force it. So, um, we are going to be streaming these shows. So, like example, Sunday is Xbox. We're gonna get here early. We're gonna get set up down here in the studio. We're gonna get the green screen rolling with the stream thrown behind us. And we're going to have a basically a pre-show where we're going to sit there and say what our predictions are, some of the things we want to see Microsoft do, get lined up, and then we go into the show, let people enjoy the show, come back after and say, well, they fucking nailed it or they 
they're dead. Rest in peace, Microsoft, because this is a big year for them. I think they have to, they have to just kill it, especially with the Scorpio launching. Taco Bell, pizza, Doritos, and Mountain Dew. Fat cats, please. Forties. What? Why are you ignoring forties? I just give me some CEO stout. Forty styles. of CEO stout. They have those for Grimlock. They don't. We have to go up to Traverse City and get a growler. No, they have um at one of my local liquor stores. They have a maybe not be a forty, but it's it's pretty damn close. It's a glass jug of CEO stout. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Well, we need to buy those in advance. <laughs> make sure they're not sold out. We're, yeah. Whew. I'm so, going to need to sleep here. Yeah, exactly. Right? Nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, we got uh, Xbox on Sunday. We got Nintendo coming up, following up. And then, uh, what is it? Is it Monday night? We have Sony. Monday night, Sony. Yeah. Two, no. No. S- Sunday night is Sony. Monday afternoon is Nintendo. I thought Sunday night was Sunday. Sunday night is Xbox. Sunday night is Sony. I'll, I'll look it up, and you guys can move Sunday on Sunday night, the Sony, and then Monday is Tuesday Nintendo. Is Nintendo. Tuesday, are you sure it's Tuesday? I think Tuesday, Tuesday morning I is right. Nintendo. Yeah, because yeah, t- Nintendo's in the morning, or like in the afternoon morning. Yeah, it's 9, yeah. 9 a.m. We'll let Pacific. we'll let Deadeye look it up. That's his job, but uh, I think yeah. uh, you're all wrong, because Xbox goes first. I know that for sure. I'm 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 not denying that Xbox and they go at, first. And I think night, they do go but first. But they're nighttime on Sunday, so Sony's got to be... The next day, but all right, I, I got it right here. Saturday, June. 10th. Oh, that's why. Okay, so that's the show open. Uh, Microsoft two o'clock on Sunday. Oh, afternoon. Okay, well, okay. That's Pacific time or whatever. So five o'clock. Five o'clock here. Yeah. yeah, here. And then Monday PC game show, Ubisoft, and then Sony, Sony. in the and evening. then Tuesday. Okay, so I just had them shifted yeah. back a day. Is what I did because we were supposed to go out mon- um, Monday night. We were flying out Monday night, and I was concerned because we wouldn't be there in time for Sony. For Sony, yep. Yeah. And then uh, Nintendo, Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning. Okay. So, anyways, we're going to be covering those shows. We're going to be recap recapping those shows, and you'll be able to watch them and enjoy them with us here at Gaming in Detroit on Twitch. That's our game plan. Yeah. You got anything to add to that, Cable? Cable, will you be joining us for some of this? Yeah. yeah I'll be here for all of it. Sweet. With Fodies? Yeah. I mean, why I gotta go drink forties? Because I'm black. No, I'm the one <laughs> drinking forties, and I want you to do it with me. Why you want me to join you? Because I'm black. <laughs> I want everyone in the room to drink forties with me, and especially you because you're black. <laughs> I mean, you got you got it out of me. I thought we could be cool about it, but now done and done. He's, he's, he's on board now. He's yeah, on board yeah. now. That was the best. That was the best response to, to Cable ever laying that line down. Cable lays that line down a lot. Yeah. All the time. And that was the best time where it was just kind of like, you know what? All right, then. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was at one point he said it, and I was like, Cable, you've been saying this for <gasps> three years now. We've been friends for three years. I know you're black, okay? <laughs> yeah. Like, get over it. All right. Well, thanks for the question, Breaking Mortar. Yep. Next question, EA Spuds. Kapow, Gamezilla dudes. Kapow. Kapow. Splam. Splam. That sounds disgusting. Which arms arms were your favorite slash worst to use during the global test punch, which occurred during Memorial Day weekend. My favorite was the ninja star arm that let you curve to the enemy, and my least favorite was the dragon breather arm. Game on, EA Spuds. Um, they're all terrible because the game's terrible. No, I mean if you're gonna if we're gonna sit there and talk about the arms, my favorite. <laughs> 
was the it's just the, the, the like sphere that electrified. I don't even know what it was called. It was just looked like a wrecking ball with little studs on it. And after you hit it, it's called a shocker. Maybe shocker ball. And, and shocker. Yeah. And every time you hit, you would tra- it would charge up, and like after three successful hits, it would get it would it would become like twice the size and electrified and just destroy people for double damage. Um, and that was not your alt move, like your super move. And then my least favorite, I would have to side with him. I did not like the dragon breather arm. It just because the second you threw it out there, you lost all control. It just does its own little sweep sweeping motion, and I just I didn't like it. Yeah. I agree with that for sure. You didn't play it. I'm you, going back to to January. When January, I you had, January, you had a glove, a little like little no, like but I circle. Liked it. The, I did the, like the, the little three like rockets. three rocket thing. Okay. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was the only cool one. Yeah. out of all the ones well, that I don't got. Don't sit here and talk like you can talk on our level. We're pro arms players now. Okay, <sighs> I'm ranked, bitch. <laughs> I had like I'm not I, even gonna argue with that. I'm just gonna I be had sad like for you. Like, <laughs> I had thirty-eight coins at one point, and then I backed out, and they were all gone. And I was like, "Well, I'm out." So, Ethan, I've been wanting to ask you this: Is it true that you signed to TSM for arms? Yeah, absolutely. I was uh, trying to keep it on the download because I didn't want Jazzy to get too jealous. But you're looking at uh, Team Solo Mid's new mummy. Um, I just want to also bring this up. Jazzy, is, is it confirmed you officially hate TSM because they they started an arms no, team? No, I actually... <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think that was a great direction for him to go, but I respect him a little bit more for making TSM. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, oh, okay. Wow. Suck that dick a little bit harder, okay? <laughs> I, yeah, he's never shown me respect in, in our entire yeah, friendship. I'm not sure what the hell just happened there. Next question. <laughs> Sci-Fi AJ. Got feelings going around here. Who? Oh, well, good, because he's got feelings coming in this question here. Who are you feeling more, Swamp Thing or Man Thing? Uh, Swamp Thing. This is strange. I'm going to go Swamp Thing. I really thought you were a Man Thing kind of guy. I heard you like Man Things. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I got sw- I'm swampy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really expected Jazzy to be a little more swampy, but <laughs> wow. I surprisingly am actually going to go Swamp Thing as well, and I feel like it's the one thing DC did right. Although they did completely copy off of Marvel. In the fact that Marvel created Man Thing first, which was a swamp type creature, and then three months later, DC developed Swamp Thing. I think they just got the name right at least. <laughs> I mean, Man Thing, just it's just Man Thing. It's like no, like Swamp Thing. Okay, what's that all about? Like I don't know. I love, and I think when you look at them both, I think Swamp Thing looks a bit, a little bit cooler. Uh, obviously, when it comes to fighting games, Swamp Thing wins because in Justice Two, he's actually uh, you know a cool character. But uh, yeah, um, I'm a Swamp Thing kind of guy. Gable, Swamp Thing. I like the when well, I don't like. I, I did like the cartoon. It was pretty entertaining to me, and the movie was so god awful that it was entertaining. I will say that the movie is horribly. It's like that. It's like Sharknado to me. Like it's yeah. it's bad it's like to the Mar- point where it's, it's like good. Mario Brothers. Yeah, good. I didn't realize that that was true. That they were drunk halfway through that movie. Like the entire time they were on set doing that movie, they they were drunk. Yeah, probably makes sense. If I was making yeah. a Swamp Thing movie, I'd be drunk too. I'm going with Man Bat. I'm going off the script. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even an option. Well, I made it an option. Sci-Fi will be pleased. I mean, Man Thing wasn't getting back in it, so. Yeah, you can't make a pull for Man Thing. So, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Did you like that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah I like it. 
<laughs> Thank you for the question, Sci-Fi. And our last question comes from Five Mile Rick. With Disc Replay Livonia getting a copy of Little Samson in stock for around 1500 ish what is the single most expe- expensive gaming item you own? I think it's like 1287 I see it. I think it's like 1287 and um, it's a lot of money. I kind of want it, but at the same time, I've found it for 800 bucks in the past, so I, I, I'm not going to... Uh, Five Mile Rick thought thought he was going to push me to, to go pick this up, but I'm going to wait it out. It's a clean copy, so if you're in the area and you're looking for this and you got the extra cash, it's uh, it looks like a very clean label, and it's it is a fair price. But um, the most expensive gaming item that I own, hmm, a single item. I mean, it might be one of my complete inboxes for the SNES, like uh, Chrono Trigger. I have like a a nine out of ten Chrono Trigger complete in the box, which would put me four fifty five hundred bucks for that. Um, I'm trying to think if I have anything that's like that one item that's valued more than that. I just I have a lot of those throughout my collection, you mm-hmm. know. So I'd have to say that Chrono Trigger is probably one of those one of those items for me. Wouldn't it be your TV though? You spent a lot on that. That was for your game. Would that count? I mean, if you, I was gonna say, if you want to take the cheap way out, like yeah. your TV or your computer are probably gonna yeah. be. Yeah, my new my new predator would probably be the champ yeah. right now. But but those, I guess the difference here is that my Chrono Trigger cost sixty bucks when it was brand new, and now it costs five hundred bucks. Yes. It's gonna be the opposite for my computer in ten years. <laughs> Someone's gonna buy it off me for fifty bucks. So um, yeah, I mean, game wise, it's it's definitely Chrono Trigger, and if it's tech wise, then yeah, I mean. It'd have to be like my my new 4K HDR TV or my new uh, gaming laptop. Deadite, how about you? I know you got some gems. Yeah, I have some gems, but I don't think I have anything that's it's Jaws like, Unleashed. Well, twelve ninety nine. Twelve. Whoa! I get twelve ninety nine for that. It's being, <laughs> yeah, it's being real generous right now. Oh man, I don't. That's the thing about my collection is I don't have any like big ticket items. I don't know if I have anything that's accrued a value of over $60. So I think um, I think there's one thing that's interesting <laughs> going back to Jaws Unleashed is that I don't know if I've seen Jaws Unleashed uh, in a store. Really? I've seen it on multiple platforms. Okay. I've like, seen it on PS2. To be fair, I don't really look for it. So I mean, that'd be why. But like, I just kind of feel like I make fun of you, but it's not a game that I always see at the store. I think know? I have a bunch of stuff no one has, uh, but it's not worth anything because it's all trash. Yeah. Like, how many people you know that have SeaWorld Adventure? Shout out Sci-Fi AJ. I have it. <laughs> That's right. I have it. That's yeah, true. I think you bought it for, like, $3. That's real true. Um, so I think I have a lot of a lot of obscure games. Yeah. But I don't think I have much in the way of value. I know Jazzy's answer. Um, I know that the Castlevania double-packed GBA cart can get pretty expensive. It really isn't, though. I got it for 25 bucks, But some people pay 50 bucks. I mean, that's pretty expensive for a Game Boy Advance cart. There you go. So okay. I guess I'll just off the top of my head go with that. All right. Jazzy, I already know your answer. Uh, easy answer would be my LOL account. Because <laughs> <laughs> I put way too much money into skins for that account. Man, that's actually a really good answer. Mine's got, actually, that might be mine too. Because I dump, I, I'm stupid when it comes to League. Yeah. If I'm playing League, it's like I just go straight on idiotic and I'm like, eh, what the hell? What's three more skins? Eh, what the hell? I'll buy those four champs. And before you yeah. know it, it's like 50 bucks here, 50 bucks there, 50 bucks here, 50 the pro- bucks there. <laughs> the problem with me is I have, I th- 
I have almost all of the champs unlocked. I think I'm missing like 40-ish out of the 135. So the problem is we play ARAM, and it randomly selects a champ you own. Well, since I own almost all of them, I'll get randomly selected a champ that I don't play a lot of or, you know, it's the first time that I'm playing them. I've never played them before. And I'll play them in ARAM, and I'll be like, oh, man, they were super cool and fun. i got to get a skin for them for the mm-hmm. next time I get randomly selected them. <laughs> yeah. So then I have a skin of, like, every champ that I own, and it's just ridiculous. But uh, yeah. uh, corny answer, I'm going to say 2015, we take a trip out to Seattle. We meet uh, Greg Miller, which we're huge fans of, and he signs our hats. And I own a piece of gaming memorabilia that has the autograph on it, and that's priceless to me, so... Ooh, nice. I was going to say Dragon Seeds. That's a pretty valuable game. <laughs> I do love Dragon Seeds. <laughs> it's super, super... F- oh, man, we got to play Dragon Seeds now. Oh, my God. Cable, what is, uh, what, what's your most valuable gaming item? I'm not to say it's my scuff controller. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, you, you yeah. put in a couple hundred bucks yeah. into that bad boy. 250 almost 300 bucks. Yeah. I, don't know, I think it was that most expensive thing next to Astro headsets. Right, yeah, those those add up, too. We buy those too much. So there you have it, Five Mile Rick. And we have a very special question sliding in here from Mirage Leonardo 84 from Twitch. Ooh. What would you like to see at E3 this year? We have an edited, updated version of this question coming from Mirage in the same Twitch channel that says, Sorry, what would you like to see at E3 this year that's not Metroid? <laughs> My man, good edit. Good edit. Grim accountable. First of all, that doesn't exist in this chat. I just double checked. Second of all, even if it did, I would tell you Metroid. It will always be Metroid until they give me Metroid, and the day that I die, I will have it inscribed on my tombstone that please run my tombstone over with a vehicle when Nintendo finally announces Metroid. I don't know why. Just, just do something to my, just to face my grave, just so I know something happened. I'll be pissing on it weekly. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> you, you seem to think that you're gonna outlive me. Come on. I absolutely am. I doubt it. I absolutely. I am. highly doubt it. Those one dollar <laughs> family dollar store burritos Those tell me otherwise. <laughs> and the strangers' the meat, meat pies <laughs> on the side of Redford tell me otherwise. You are four times a week going to Wingstop, tell me otherwise. I do not go four times a week. It's five and everyone knows it. <laughs> Man, Wingstop. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for, the, most, thanks for the question, What am I Mirage. most excited for? Wingstop now, because yeah. apparently. I, really am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to see some God of War. Yeah, God of War would be, well, I mean, we, we're going to see, well, yeah, going see, to see yeah, it, right? So, I mean, yeah, I'd lo- I want a release date for God of War. I want some real gameplay that makes me feel like it's old school God of War and not this weird Witcher feeling God of War, slowed down old man, like doesn't have it anymore type deal. I don't want to have to protect my son and get him inside every four hours to take a dump. Like, I don't want any god dumbass mechanics. I just want God of War where I'm going to fuck up some people, hack and slash the shit out of it, solid eight hours, and then I'm out. That's all I want, Santa Monica. Don't let me down. I would like some gameplay footage for Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Am I saying that right? Spider-Man? Yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. Spandex-Man. Yeah, I'd like 
I really, really, really want Spider-Man footage. Yep. And then I want to buy a 4K TV and a Pro. <laughs> Just for this game. And I, that's I'm my hype. Every time I think about it, I get a, get a little tingling in the crotch. See, all right, that's my like conundrum right now because I want to get a Pro, but I also want to sink money into a, a gaming PC. Mm. Well, which one's going to play Spider-Man? Buy the Pro. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> There are no more questions. I have one from The Glitch. Okay. That says, with all the censorship going on around the world, how do you think this affects the gaming industry and development? Games like Manhunt 2 were pulled from stores, banned in many countries, and receiving an adult-only rating due to its controversial gameplay. Killed its entire sales. Anyways, my point is, why is Jazzy so awesome? Thank you, and shout out to BMC supporter The Glitch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's tackle the real part of that question, and that's the censorship. And I think um, if you just joined the stream, or the, or you're just you know just now getting to this point, you, you probably heard our Far Cry Five talk. Is that I don't think censorship is necessarily holding the game the game designs back. We we have a game right now that's very controversial, and uh, I think. Um, I think developers are going to push the envelope if they want to. Now, do I think there's fear in people in the sense that I'm going to make something, but I'm not going to make it exactly the way I want because I fear uh, rejection and, and, and just and being attacked and everything? Absolutely. I think that goes on beyond just video games, of course. I think this, is, this happens all the time. And, you know, we, we see... We only see certain parts of it that, that find us through the through our social media feed or on the news or, or whatever avenue that you're getting. But realistically, I just I think gaming is a unique platform. It's a unique industry where they aren't as worried when you when you think about some of these games we play. When you think about Overwatch and then bringing in you know bringing in uh, topics like autism, topics like you know, um, gay relationships, talk, you know, all sorts of different, you know, pieces that really are pushing boundaries, you know, and, and they're, and I just unplugged myself, so I can't hear myself anymore, but I just think it's, we're seeing these games that are important, that are pushing this envelope. Far Cry 5 is doing the same thing. Grand Theft Auto has always done it. I think Grand Theft Auto has done it in a tasteless manner. You know, um, here, here's a hooker in a hall in, in a, in a, you know, back alley, and you can pay your money to have sex, and then kill her and take your money back. Like, I mean, there's no, there's no tape there. There's no boundary there, and there's just, it's just a game. What was the game that had that rogue developer that like, there was a part in the game where like a girl like uncrossed her legs, and they actually like gave her a vagina, and it wasn't in the development plan, but like some rogue developer put it in there, and then like fans caught it and called it out, and then like. The whole I thought that was Rockstar. Was that Rockstar? I thought that was San Andreas. No, that was Hot Coffee. That wasn't. Oh, was it Hot Coffee? I don't yeah, know. That's what what Jay's talking about. Um, oh, but um, but Magic Cap said it's Watch Dogs too. Watch Dogs too is that because I remember there's huge oh. controversy over the fact yeah. that some rogue developer put it in and then like the testers and actual like full development team didn't catch the fact that they did it. Didn't and, catch it. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. But, I mean, censorship plays a role, I guess. Like, you can't go out and make make anything you want, but I, 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 don't, think it's, I don't think it's hindering anything. I don't, I don't, I, yeah. Especially considering 
when we watch a when we watch a movie, right, a, a Hollywood movie, yeah, it might get filmed around the world or whatever, but it's but it's based here. You know, like we, we generally watch movies that are that have been bu- built up from America, and we can go watch foreign movies and we can have fun with them and everything. But but like when I go watch the Avengers and when I go watch those, like those types of movies, they're they're built here, where video games like. Witcher Three is built in. It's built up from the ground up from Poland. Like so, we're we're interacting with game companies that that their culture and their censorship is completely different than our censorship. And when it comes overseas to us, sometimes does it get tweaked? Maybe a little bit, but realistically, this this gaming industry is is wide open because of that worldwide development. And kind of piggyback on that, I I'm a huge anime fan. Right, subs over dubs all day. <laughs> but when you see the difference all in, day but when you see the difference in between a sub version of the anime versus the Americanized version of the anime it's completely different yeah they take out words because they are afraid of that it's going to sense mean affect people or kids that may be watching this but it's not meant for kids it's meant for adults so it's up on the parents to make sure that their kids are not watching these kind of shows. But think of, like I was going to say also, I think it's going the opposite way of censorship. You got games like The Biting of Isaac. That game is, like, oh, in the fundamentals, <laughs> yeah, that, that game, game is horrible. That game mm-hmm. is really fucked up. But everyone loves it. So it's just, to me, I think gaming is starting to say that we have a voice. We can say what we want, put the games out that we want to, people want to play and not be afraid of censorship. Because yeah. back in the day, you would never got the Binding of Isaac out on any platform. Yeah, but at the same time, you don't get uh, access to the tentacle porn anime that Japan That's loves true. that you that doesn't come here because you know, or like we're just now seeing these like ports of like double D edition like Ninja Girls that uh, Invalid's been playing, where it's like this allegedly cr- been playing. Yeah, alleged allegedly allegedly. Um, <laughs> good catch, good catch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like. At the same time, we see the Nintendo Switch reveal, right? And we and we watched our side of it. But on the Japanese side, there was a boop feeling game. For God's sakes, it was a trailer about people like juggling juggling Jello and and trying to figure out you know how to make the Joy-Con feel like a boop. That's a Japanese game. So like, it is. There is still that like difference, and there is still that gap. But uh, but again, I've been practicing for that game for years. <laughs> I think you all have. On yourself. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. What is that game that was out a long time ago where it was more like um, 1942, the little sh- um, shooter, but it was dudes and it shot it out of his penis? And it was. <laughs> I can't think of that game. Are you talking about beat him and eat him? Is that it? I don't know. There's the, there's the one where the guys. <laughs> I don't the, know. The Atari, the, there's the Atari game where the guys on the roof jerking into. You know, ladies on the ground <laughs> catching it in their mouths. That's that's, that's beat them and eat them. I don't wow. know. It was a Japanese game where it was like 1942, but it was two muscle dudes and they flew around and they shot shit out of their penis. Mm. That it's clearly like legendary. It's clearly legendary wings from Capcom. Oh yes. yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Like the anonymously gay duo from. Uh, Adult they swim. did do some like one of their special moves was to get in like a sixty nine position and they like 
spiral attack. We had a really good show going, guys. We did did a great job. Normally, Mm. we're dirty throughout the show. What we did was we compiled it all up to a giant, dirty, just just sex ball right at the end, and we just were like, all right, cool. Now let's just get it all out of our systems. You can just blame the glitch because it was his question. Yeah, Yeah. it was his question. And now he's. I don't know. I don't this know. was a real game? Yeah. So I, could, I could buy a hard copy of this game. Yeah, you thought I was making them beat them and eat them? Well, <laughs> I know the next game I'm looking for. Do you have a 2600 hooked up? Of course. Oh, I don't know if I have it hooked up. That's the artwork? Yeah. Wow. Look it up, guys. I can't show you on here. Twitch will ban us. <clears throat> but, yeah. It's real. You get any other hidden questions yeah, that are going to ruin the show? The same thing, but a witch is shooting nope. breast milk at people. That's great. That is I'm fan- done. I'm done with questions. Fantastic. We want to thank our lovely sponsors, the Detroit Beard Collective, once again for sponsoring this super dirty episode of GameZilla Podcast. Remember to use the code MCGAMING to save 20% on all your beard grooming orders over $25. They love us. They were around in the BX8B era. <laughs> we kept things extra filthy. If retro gaming is your thing, then listen to the Legend of Retro Podcast. I love these guys. They do a great no, job. You don't. Every Thursday, release a new episode. The same places they can listen to this great show. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and MotorCityGaming.com. It's a website. Ooh. Being the jazzy snake, my line of it's a website. (laughs) That hurt a little bit. I'm probably going to go home and sob. But... While I am sobbing, I will get on my computer and I will search Games of the Podcast on Patreon and I will figure out what monetary donation I can make and become a patron to give back. And that will help heal my tears knowing that I'm giving back to the best video game podcast on the entire internet. So go to Patreon, the dollars you contribute. Uh, we have great, great rewards, but that money goes to making this podcast better, reaching more people, uh, game giveaways, all sorts of awesome stuff. We are growing, and it is our patrons that are helping make that happen. Go to Patreon, become a patron today. All right, well, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe, hit that notification bell, Motor City Gaming, enjoy some Snake Pit. Enjoy some highlights from previous episodes of the GameZilla podcast, and stay tuned for great shows coming up like Pop Hunters. Yes. (laughs) And Game Hunters. Yes. And announced today, Jazzy Academy. That's right. I have no idea what it's going to be. Episode one, Chogath 101 (laughs) for Cable 2KX. The name is Chogath. Yes. Devour the fucking dirty. You guys are talking about Shogaths? Yeah. Well, we already went there. Might as well keep going. But okay, cool. So yeah, YouTube, make sure to help us grow our newest channel. Other than that, tell your friends about all of this great stuff. Hit that subscribe. Hit that like. Hit that follow button. Yeah, hit that follow button. Leave that five-star review on iTunes. Let us know, and we will make sure to give you a shout-out on an upcoming episode. Make sure to watch Cable stream some PUBG. He's going to get that chicken dinner real soon, and you don't want to miss it. So stay tuned for future streams. Maybe. I don't know. I think think TJ might have stole your spot. Snaked it, even. Man. After one round of those two playing together, I was like, that's the best best Cable's ever looked. Sasha, yeah, I found it. I was going to tell them after the show. Oh, okay. Okay. Side side, side, sidebar there. Okay. 
All right, well, um, other than that, I just want to say, again, remember, we will be streaming E3 for you, so lock down those days and, and join us on Gaming in Detroit on Twitch. We will be having the uh, covering all the different companies and everything. Yeah, watch it here because our opinions are the best. True fact. Eh, maybe. Anyways. <laughs> so confident in yourself. <laughs> Until next week, just remember, we are the Elite Free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game on! on the riff. What's the riff? Try it again. Game, game on! on! Oh, that was the wrong one. Sorry. That was my league exit. I'm done. <laughs>